0: AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com and by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for the 5th of May of 2011 and now the news. General Motors absolutely blew through analysts' expectations for the quarter, delivering a stunning $3.2 billion in net profits. That's more than twice as much as what the analysts expected. For the first three months of the year, GM sold 2.2 million vehicles worldwide. And for comparison purposes, Ford sold 1.4 million in the same period. GM earned $36 billion in revenue compared to $33 billion for Ford. And that gave GM an 8.8% net return on sales versus 7.8% compared to Ford, meaning GM is operating more efficiently. However, on a pre-tax basis, GM only reported $1.4 billion versus $2.8 billion for Ford, which indicates a lot of GM's bottom-line performance came from generous tax-loss carry-forwards and gm 's profits overwhelmingly came out of North America, where it earned two point nine billion dollars. Its international operations, which include China, earned half a billion in South America it earned one hundred million and it lost four hundred million dollars in Europe, but that 's a smaller loss than before. The purchasing honchos at GM Ford Chrysler, Toyota, Nissan, and Honda sent letters to suppliers warning them about a new federal regulation that will require them to disclose the use of minerals that come from war-torn countries in Africa. According to the Detroit News, there's growing concern in Congress that the minerals are bankrolling wars in the Democratic Republic of the Congo and its neighboring countries. However, manufacturers say it'll be difficult to identify where what they're calling conflict materials come from. And the National Association of Manufacturers says that the new rule could cost the manufacturing sector somewhere between 9 and $16 billion. The automakers told suppliers they would like to avoid using those minerals. And I'll bet they would if the feds come breathing down their neck. The Obama administration has proposed cutting funding for hydrogen research by $70 million for next year's budget. But a group of Republican and Democratic senators are fighting the cuts. They point out that several automakers are supposed to have hydrogen cars out on the roads in the next several years, and they argue that the program is reducing infrastructure costs and the cost of the fuel cell systems. Last year, Congress slashed $174 million from hydrogen research as well. And hey, if you'd like to learn a lot more about this topic, tune into to AutoLine After Hours tonight. Our guest is Larry Burns, the former head of R&D at GM, and a big proponent of hydrogen cars. Join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo for the best insider discussion of what's going on in the automotive industry. That's tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. According to the AP, demand for diesel fuel and gasoline in the U.S. is falling. Motorists have been cutting back for more than a month. Since January, the national average price for a gallon of regular-grade gasoline has risen 91 cents, to $3.98, and that is a 30% jump. Refinery problems have apparently led to a drop in supply, hence the price hike. Some analysts think we'll hit five bucks by summer, but thankfully others are more optimistic, saying we've actually neared the peak. All this means people will be purchasing smaller, more efficient vehicles and driving less, which ties in nicely with our next story. According to Wards, NHTSA is expected to report that highway fatalities in the U.S. dropped last year. NHTSA estimates the total will fall by about 1,000 deaths compared to 2009, totaling about 32,800. That will be the smallest it's been since 1949. They attribute the drop to safer vehicles, but you know, if fuel prices are higher and people are driving less, that cuts fatalities too. Fiat is launching an updated version of its Ducato commercial van. This sprinter-esque utility is scheduled to launch this month. It's designed to appeal to all kinds of different people working in all kinds of different vocations. In fact, there are around 2,000 variations of the commercial Ducato, with cargo capacities ranging from 8 to 17 cubic meters, and that's a lot. It offers a range of gasoline, diesel, and natural gas-powered engines, too numerous to list. It even gives buyers three different interior trim levels so they can outfit their van to suit their needs. This is supposedly one of the vehicles the company will sell in North America under the Ram brand. We'll have to wait and see if and when the Decado makes it to the American market. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Reducing Exhaust Emissions, Airify Diesel Particulate Filters, High Filtration, Low Back Pressure, Small Package Size, Excellent Durability, DowAerify.com. And now it's time for some of your feedback. x 7 Guy 21 saw our report on New York City choosing the Nissan NV200 as its taxi of tomorrow and says... I'm kind of disappointed that NYC didn't pick Ford, an American company, for the taxi of tomorrow. I guess they've had their run with the Crown Vicks. RX, remember, the Ford Transit Connect is made in Turkey. The Nissan van will be made in Mexico and will have a lot more North American content in it. Plus, the Nissan NV200 is a much newer design than the Transit Connect, which has been around in Europe for more than a few years. A lot of you really liked our power-to-weight comparison of compact cars. Ron wrote in to say, I like your power-to-weight ratio. Can you do one for the regular cab pickup trucks like the Chevy Silverado, Toyota Tacoma, Ford F-150, Nissan Titan, etc. Ron, we will be doing more of these comparisons and for a whole bunch of segments. 66GT says, It would be interesting to see a pounds per horsepower versus MPG. This would give a simple insight on drivetrain efficiency. I would expect that a lower power-to-weight would equate to a higher fuel economy and vice versa. Well, 66 GT, that is a great idea, and we will include fuel economy comparisons in the future. And a lot of you really like the people who hosted the show this week while I was out of town. USA1 is a big fan of Sharon Turlop from the Wall Street Journal. He says nice job hosting Auto line, Sharon. I don't recall seeing you before, but you were a good host. Dan Clements was glad we brought in Frank Marcus from Motor Trend. He writes, nice job, Frank. Thank you for sitting in for John. And Baja Busta was thrilled to see David Welch from Bloomberg. He writes, he lives. Welcome back, David. Good to see you. And you know, I love seeing this kind of response. Maybe I should go out of town more often. Or <laughs> maybe I better not, I better not let them substitute for me ever again, because their ratings are way too good. Anyway, that brings us to the end of today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We will see you tomorrow. How does 12 million impressions grab you? Get your advertising message in front of the most engaged automotive consumers in the world. Call me, Stacy Eman, at 586-255-1364.